Well, welcome into the ESPN Roundtable and happy to be joined by Craig Haley, who covers the FCS naturally for Stats Perform and Athlon as well. And Craig, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it. How are you doing? Doing real well. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Well, we're, we're happy to have you on. Excited to have you here. And uh, Athlon Sports uh, has just released their preseason FCS Top 25 poll. I know the Hero Sports you know, released theirs maybe last week. And so this one is in the books now. And we here you know, in the Big Sky Conference, by the way, North Dakota State, number one in your poll. Excellent work. Great insight, Craig. So, a little birdie told me about that one. Yeah, yeah, no, that's you, you nailed it uh, there. But in the Big Sky Conference, uh, there's, again, five teams in the top 25 in this poll. Weber State, the top in this poll, at number three overall, not Sacramento State. Montana State, the number two team from the conference at five. Montana at seven. Then Sacramento State, who won the Big Sky last year, is at 12. And then Eastern Washington, uh, who has been perennially very good, they are down at 20. So let's go through this a little bit. Uh, Weber State, they're at number three in the nation. They do go to the national semifinal last year. Uh, we're at as high as three uh, during the course of the season last year. What do you like about the Weber State Wildcats? Why are they your highest ranked Big Sky team? Sure. Uh, you know, Jay, Jay Hill certainly just has them taking steps with each year. I mean, not just, you know, winning Big Sky titles, but on the national stage. And you know, I think they just their talent level back is is so good, especially in the skills positions. Obviously, the the big question is is whether they get the the, the strong quarterback play after after losing a two year starter and and, and you know Jake Constantine. I, I mean, the defense has been the best in in the Big Sky for several years. You know, they they've raised their schedule. I, I just think they're just have gone to that next level as, as a perennial t- top five team. Jay Hill is very impressive when you spend time with him or speak with him. His He's unwavering in his vision, and he's a no-nonsense type of guy. But, Craig, you've covered the FCS for a long time. Weber State was relatively competitive under Ron McBride in the 2000s, but Jay Hill has taken them to the next level. You mentioned the defense. What else have you noticed about Weber State's program that's helped them become now, I mean, honestly, this perennial top 25 team or this perennial top five team, a team that's shared or won each of the last three Big Sky titles? Well, they see what wins, and, and you know, you, you have that strong run game. You're physical on the offense and defensive lines. That's proven to be, you know, a, a deep playoff kind of kind of formula. I mean, you know, you know, we mentioned North Dakota State. I mean, that's their bread and butter, and, and I think Jay Hill has kind of, you know, built, built that a little bit in, in the same mold that, you know, you got to win up front, and, and then you, you plug in, you know, the right uh, – kind of speed and, and, and athleticism around, you know, your main base. So I, I think he's got the right formula for, for how, to, how to win titles and, and go deep in playoffs. It's very interesting, though, to look at because the Big Sky Conference was one of the – was on the forefront in all of college football, honestly, in, in throwing the ball around, running the spread. You know, whether it was Portland State in the early days or, you know, Montana in the 90s, Idaho – had prolific quarterbacks, and then you watched it all the way through the 2000s. Bobby Houck's Grizz dominated the league with run-first and defensive-minded teams, but Eastern Washington actually the last Big Sky team to win a Big Sky title, and they did it with a high-flying pass-oriented offense. So this is a debate we've been having on this show for quite some time. Right now you look at the Big Sky Conference. The two teams in this top five of the poll, Weber State and Montana State, 
they seem to be building it very similar to what's given North Dakota State so much success this decade. That said, we've seen Montana State go to Fargo each of the last two years and try to play with the same formula that NDSU uh, uses to win, and Montana State has not been close. The gap definitely closed a little bit this last year, but still 42-14 in the semifinals, uh, a far cry from maybe where Montana State wants to be. So what do you think of that element? Obviously, Weber State and Montana State are building it similar to North Dakota State, but is that the way to do it, or do you need to go the opposite fashion to derail the bison? Well, you're right, in the, Colton, Colton uh, that, uh, you know, the, the, the league, the big sky has been, you know, known for its quarterback play, for high-flying kind of attacks. But look, look at Weber and, and Montana State last year. They, they, you know, went as far as they did, and yet they didn't have that dominant quarterback. So it does show you in a sense that, um, you know, if, if you play a physical style, if you have that dominant run game that you can, uh, you know, control game clock, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, a, a lights-out quarterback. And, and not that their quarterbacks didn't have big games, but they're not the ones you think first when you when you talk about the best quarterbacks in the big sky. So I do think, yes, that formula does work, uh, Coulter. So I, I do think that, you know, it's proven to be what you need, you know. And, yes, you know, in Eastern Washington is, <laughs> and, and what Montana used to do, obviously that, that formula can work too. I'm just saying right now it does seem like it's gone back to having that kind of power run game too. Craig Haley joining us from uh, Stats Perform and Athlon. The new Athlon Sports FCS preseason poll is out. And want to talk to you about uh, the Montana schools. This is the only ag uh, agreement that this poll and the Hero Sports poll have in the Big Sky schools is Montana at seven. But what is notable is Montana <laughs> State. You have them at five, which Coulter and I talked about last week. It seems reasonable that the Cats would be above the Grizz in a preseason poll given the head-to-head -head the last couple of years, and they did go further ultimately in the postseason. But when you look at these two teams and the programs where they're at right now, Jeff Choate has to sort of keep a high watermark and see if he can in break through to yet another level where Bobby Houck heading into year three, this program seems to continue to be surging with the University of Montana. Where do you see these two schools Obviously, five and seven in the poll, but just in general, the programs directionally heading into this season. Well, they're they're both you know among the elite again. You know, the, you know having Bobby Houck back, uh, Ryan, you know gets them there, and, and Jeff, you know, uh, has done a great job. Jeff Choate at, at Montana State. I think though that four game losing streak to Montana State really kind of hangs over the Grizz, and 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 you know, yes, it changes from year to year. But they also have to go out and show that they can get it done. I mean, you know, going into last year, you, you might have said, hey, this, this would be their year, and then look what the kind of score they ran into. So I think that hangs over them because they're, they're looking to that all season as much as their games, you know, important games along the way. They, they know that game means so much when it comes to, you know, uh, where they stand, you know, playoff-wise, seed, you know, in, in recent years, you know, getting in at times. Uh, so, I, you know, it may be a big sky title in the automatic bid. I just think that game really is hanging over them a bit just because they're not used to losing four straight to the Bobcats. No question. It's definitely uh, uncharted territory, at least in the modern era of this rivalry. Uh, Craig, I want to ask you a couple more things about the Cats and the Grizz specifically, but before we move on from the top five of that poll, we've seen parity become such a, 
a commonplace thing in college athletics, especially in mid-major and low-major athletics. You see it in basketball so much. But in the FCS, it seems the return of the traditional powers like Montana, Montana State, and the Big Sky, uh, combined with then what Jay Hill's done at Weber State and then the, the continued solid play out of Eastern Washington, uh, it's made less a parody in the Big Sky Conference. But at the top of the polls, we've seen even less parody. It's North Dakota State, and then it's James Madison, and it seems like everybody else is playing for third or playing for fourth. And so I want to ask you, in your mind, what is the biggest difference? What's the gap like right now between teams that are you know, really good, like Weber State and Montana State and Montana, and those top two teams that seem to be in the Final Four and in the FCS National Championship game year in and year out? I think you know, there's always going to be you know, six to eight teams during the course of the season that you can start to make the case – for them, you know, maybe getting to Frisco and, and, and actually winning it other than, than the Bison. But the, the Bison, you know, they, they've had home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The one year that, that they could have gone on the road uh, for a semifinal, it, it worked out for them to, to actually uh, get that home game. So they've, you know, they're tough to beat, obviously, in the Fargo Dome. And, and at that deep playoff run, you know, I just think, you know, they they know the formula. They even know Frisco, you know, those that three-week buildup that there's been teams that just have gotten there and don't even realize how overwhelmed they're about to be in Frisco. So James Madison, yes, has been the team that stood up the best so far in recent years to, to this dynasty, and then yet there is a gap. I, I don't think, you know, in a year-to-year, you know, one-game situation, there's no reason, you know, Weber can't pull off a win or a Montana State against the Bison. It hasn't happened, but, you know, it, it, it can at some point, because you're talking about a one-game situation. But over the long haul, including the regular season, the Bison are just, you know, they're two, three deep where other teams can't afford to have a key injury. And, and the Bison have had them before the playoffs. So, you know, the, the ability to, to, to uh, you know, recruit, and, and they have a great recruiting base up there, but, and, and to be a national program, you have kids going there that say, hey, I want to go there and win a national title, rather than, you know, going to an FBS program. They have that advantage built in as well. But I, I, there is a gap. James Madison probably this year will take a little bit of a step back um, for what they lost senior-wise. So, you know, there are teams in the mix here that can knock off the Bison. It just has to happen in that one-game situation. On one hand, North Dakota State has gotten so much national, not just in the FCS, but just true national exposure in college football. Multiple college game days going to Fargo. Uh, If Trey Lance lives up to the hype that he has right now, he'll be the second straight top ten quarterback from North Dakota State to get drafted in the NFL and the third straight guy to go to the NFL period when you include Brock Jensen. So on that note, it seems like as if North Dakota State's been nothing but good for the FCS. But on the other hand, it's kind of just pencil it in. We know who's going to win the national championship every year. I don't know if you can necessarily say that this year, but in your opinion, as somebody that's covered the FCS for a long time, is it good to have a team that's been this dominant for this long? I think it's good in the sense that everybody – is paying attention from a you know a casual football fan who's maybe not a big time FCS fan. So it draws them in because you have a dynasty and, and you're you're almost saying okay I'm, I I want to see the dynasty continue or you want to see them get knocked off. So I think that is a good thing. I think last year though 
might have been a, a scary thing for the FCS in the sense that North Dakota State only had six, excuse me, seven returning starters going into last year, let alone a new coach. But to only have seven and to go 16-0, and 0, wow, that, you know, that sets you up. I mean, I left Frisco thinking, okay, this team is going to win the next two titles for sure, what they have coming back. I'll tell you what, the loss of Jabril Cox really takes a little bit of away from what they had back you know, on defense. So I, I think you could point to that and say, okay, here, here's something that they weren't counting on. But I just think, you know, when you can go 16 and 0 and win a national title after only returning seven starters, that's a little bit scary over the long haul where yes, you know, they're drawing people in because they're a dynasty, but at the same time is you do want to have some competition. Craig Haley joining us from Stats Perform and uh, also Athlon Sports. Athlon uh, putting out their preseason FCS poll uh, uh, earlier uh, today. Craig, I want to talk about Sacramento State for a moment with you. They are the defending uh, conference champions. They were up as high as number four. They obviously disappointed in the postseason, and they lost that game and kind of did sputter down the stretch a little bit, but I believe 10 of 11 starters returning on offense, including, of course, Kevin Thompson, who is an All-American caliber quarterback, Elijah Dotson as well as a skill position player. This is a very good football team. you got them outside the top ten. I don't. I, I. There's a lot of reasons I tend to agree with that. But what, in your opinion, is the thing where you go, okay, right now I'm I'm penciling them in as, as the fourth team in the Big Sky Conference? I'm probably a little concerned uh, on defense, especially on the defensive line for for some of their losses. At the same time, in retrospect, it is one I'm I'm starting to question a little bit that maybe they should be a bit higher. I I did you know compile this for Athlon and submitted it to. Oh, right. actually a little more than that um because of you know the the being a magazine it it you know has to be uh, go to production so maybe it's a little bit low i mean obviously you're asking a lot for them to 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 you know opening off with with a couple fbf games as long as they 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 occur but from there it's a pretty manageable schedule for sure um you know the trip to montana is pretty daunting but I do think, you know, you can take those those top teams in the big sky and shake them up a little bit, and, and, and everybody's going to have a different order and, and, and be able to defend it because, you know, the, the league has become top-heavy and just, you know, on a national scale, it's, it's right there with, with, with the Missouri Valley, and at worst is number two. On that note, when the Big Sky Conference expanded in 2012 and added what essentially was just absorbing the Great West, adding UC Davis, Cal Poly, Southern Utah, and North Dakota, you know now North Dakota's gone, but Idaho is back. But we saw when the Big Sky first expanded, almost everybody had the seat on the table. I think since the Big Sky expanded, I think Idaho State is the only team, and I guess now Idaho with their return to the FCS, that hasn't made the FCS playoffs at least once over the last eight years. And you've seen an array of teams that never really had a chance in the league. Teams like Portland State and um, you know even North Dakota, Cal Poly, they all shared a conference title at one point or another. But the Big Sky was not getting the national prowess that it now has had the last couple of years. Last year, four seeded teams, four teams with buys in the national playoffs. So in your mind, do you think that the the league becoming more top-heavy, like you said, has actually been good for the league in terms of national recognition and, and getting those seeded teams that get buys in the playoffs? I think it is a good thing. I mean, you also have to factor in, you know, 13 teams or the 13 schools, it's the biggest FCS conference. So you're always going to have, 
you know, maybe five teams with legitimate resumes, playoff resumes by, by you know, early uh, November. Um, you know, I think what we talked about with, with Weaver and Montana State, you know, bringing that physical kind of style, it shows you how important it is for a league because they have gotten to the next level, you know, uh, from, you know, quantity-wise, you know, to have four-seeded teams last year for the first time was tremendous. So I, I think, you know, on any given Saturday, as they say, yeah, you know, you, you can get knocked off in your league, especially when you go on the road. So it's not that, you know, the, the second-tier teams aren't able to, to, to you know, gain a big, big win here or there. But, I, you know, in many ways, if you're a top-heavy league, that, that means you have legitimate national you know, top twenty-five te- uh, type teams that are that are strong. And last question for me then: Where's the Big Sky rank in terms of FCS conferences? Do you feel like it's the best, or is it still the Missouri Valley? I think it's still the Missouri Valley because I think this is a, a great year for the Missouri Valley in the sense that you know I, I think North Dakota State, uh, Northern Iowa, uh, Illinois State. South Dakota State, I, I think they're all top ten teams going in. And I, I think for the most pe- part, people are going to agree with that. Now, you could say the same thing here with, with four big sky programs. But I, I just think it's a special year. Um, to me, I think I has a chance here to, to knock off the Bison, especially if they play them at home in Cedar Falls. And they return the best talent in, in at least a decade, I think, under Mark Farley. So I, I think they have a special season. I think a healthy South Dakota State team could be special. So I just think and, – and the more I look at Illinois State, after losing James Robinson, who was so important to that team, I started saying, wow, they have a ton back as well. I think the Big Sky teams, the, the, you know, the two Montana schools, um, Sac- Sacramento State, Weaver State, you know, Eastern perhaps wants to get back in. They, they do have a lot to replace. But I think they have – that's a great group there. I just don't think it's quite as strong as, as the, the top uh, Missouri Valley teams. Craig, last question for you. We'll get you out of here. We, I'm wondering just about the FCS nationally from just a football standpoint, given everything that's going on with the coronavirus, sure. et cetera, all realms of sports, it seems like, want to be and feel pretty optimistic, maybe outside of MLB baseball, that they're going to be playing and that they're going to be coming back. Certainly in the Big Sky Conference, that has been the trend and, and sort of the direction this has gone. But are there any hurdles that the FCS specifically has that other leagues or other types of sports maybe don't have? And what is your vision about football in general at this level come fall? You know, I, I did talk to Commissioner Wister still last week, and, and he's, you know, confident that there'll be a season. And, and you know, everybody right now is, is being hopeful and confident, but, you know, it just may be different from what we're used to. Yes, you know, there probably won't be there, – there might be some games that aren't played, you know, at least non-conference-wise. We'll obviously see smaller crowds. Uh, testing will be a big issue, and, and schools, for the most part, are just still hoping that they're going to be able to afford it when the time comes. And then testing, you know, the, what it costs is going to keep going down as we get closer to September. I think it's going to be a season where we're all going to have to be realistic that it won't be what we're used to, realistic that, you know, hey, maybe this school only gets to play nine games while they're playing 11. Uh, or, you know, this team only got four weeks of training camp. This school got six. 
I think we're all going to have to brace, okay, we have FCS football back. You know, we have sports back. It's just not going to be quite as, you know, the equity of everything will be what we're used to. Um, and just, you know, realize, hey, we're, we're, we're on the right track um, and just realize, okay, we can't be griping about this or that if, if things aren't quite as, you know, equal as we're used to. He's Craig Haley. He does a great job. Afwansports.com to check out the top 25 poll. You can also follow him on Twitter at Craig Haley, H-A-L-E-Y. Nice job getting your own name for your own handle, by the way. Very <laughs> proud of you on that front. Craig, thanks so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. Sure, I really appreciate it, gentlemen.